In the Gospels, there are lots of different images that Jesus used to refer to himself. Sometimes he says, I am the great king who will command and who will judge. Sometimes he reminds us that he is the bridegroom for whom we must wait up. Or that he is the thief whose coming we cannot foretell. Or that he is the true vine to whom we must be grafted and from whose sap we must live. But probably of all the images that Jesus uses for himself, the one that is most uh, loved throughout time and history is the image of the Good Shepherd. And indeed, the very first artistic depictions that we find of Jesus in the Roman catacombs are of him as the Good Shepherd. Why is this image uh, so powerful to us? I think it's because the Good Shepherd is not just telling us what to do with our lives or some kind of, you know, uh, spiritual GPS, here's where you go kind of thing. No. He walks with his flock every step of the way. He cares for them. He protects them. He lives with them. His whole life is about them. And that is exactly what Jesus does for us. That is what it means that he is our good shepherd. He walks every step of the way. And I think we can say also that that is what evangelization really means. I mentioned last Sunday that one of the themes of the Easter season is evangelization. And we hear it again in the readings today. In our first reading, we hear how all these Gentiles first convert to the faith. They are proclaimed the gospel by St. Paul. They become Christian. Again, in the second reading, we hear about this vast crowd of people from every nation and culture and tongue and language Where did they all come from? They came from the proclamation of the gospel. They had been evangelized. But evangelizing doesn't just mean giving people a list of rules or telling them what to do with their lives or even teaching and preaching. Evangelization really means that we walk with someone along the journey of their life every step of the way. In that sense, we become like the Good Shepherd. Today we celebrate two vocations that really highlight or or exemplify what it means to evangelize, what it means to be like the Good Shepherd. Today is Mother's Day, and we celebrate our mothers. Our mothers are always the first ones who teach us the most important things in life. I don't know if any of you can think of, um, maybe you'd care to share, some of the things that growing up mom always used to say to you. I remember my mom would always say, uh, for example, uh, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today, right? And mothers have all kinds of wise little things like that. What would anybody want to share? What's some of the things you remember your mother always saying to you? Yeah. Stand still and walk. What? Stand still and walk. Stand still? Oh, if you were running, yes. Stand still and walk. Yeah, that's true. We say that to the school kids a lot. What else? What does mom always say? Make sure you eat your lunch. Eat your lunch, yeah. Mothers are always concerned about our well-being. Two wrongs don't make a right. Two wrongs don't make a right. That's a great one. If I couldn't find something that was running my nose... If it was a snake, it would have bit you. Oh, yeah. If it was a snake, it would have bit you. Somebody said at the other mass, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> Put God first, always. 
put God first always. That's exactly right, right? So not only are our mothers the ones who teach us all these things, which of course we don't always understand what they really mean when we're little, but as we grow up we understand how valuable that information is. But they're also the ones who are the first people to teach us usually about our faith, about our faith in Jesus Christ. And as such, they become our first evangelizers. They're the ones who teach us to lisp our prayers when we're little children and don't even really know what that means. They're the ones who teaches us what it really uh, means to live like a Christian, to imitate Jesus Christ. And again, that's because they don't just teach it to us. They show it to us. They live it with us. They walk every step of the way. So today we want to celebrate and honor our mothers for all that you have done in our lives to, um, to teach us and to evangelize us. You know, somebody said to me uh, not that long ago, they said, I thought this was an interesting question. Of the seven last words that Jesus says on the cross... One of them didn't necessarily need to be said from the cross. The rest of them only make sense there on the cross. But when Jesus provides for his mother, says to St. John, Behold your mother, and to Mary, Behold your son. Why did Jesus do that on the cross? He could have easily done that before he was hanging, dying on the cross. But I think it was... So so I thought that was a really interesting question. But I was thinking about that, and I think... It's because after his relationship with his father, Jesus felt like the most precious possession that he had was his relationship with his mother. And so after he had given literally everything else to us, he even gave us that. He gave us his own mother. So today we pray through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, that all of our mothers will be blessed for their uh, lives of evangelization in our life. But there's another vocation that we uh, celebrate today, and that is the vocation of the priesthood. Because our priests also uh, show us this kind of evangelization, or should, you know. As we said, there are a lot of things that we learn growing up that we don't really know very well. We have to learn them again and again. I'm always uh, somewhat surprised by the number of Catholics who couldn't tell you, adult Catholics even, you know, why do we have to go to church on Sundays? Or why do we do penance on Fridays? Why does the church teach what the church teaches about uh, contraception or same-sex marriage or, or, you know, whatever it may be? Well, we often don't really learn those things as we're growing up. And so we need someone to continually teach us what Jesus wants us to know. And that's what our priests do. But again, they don't just teach. They don't just tell us what we're supposed to do with our life. They walk with us along the way. They break bread with us in the Eucharist. They wash us clean in baptism. They anoint us when we are sick and dying with healing oil. They, they listen to all of our anxieties and fears and sins in the sacrament of confession. They give themselves to us and walk with us in that way. I was reading the other day this passage from St. John Vianney. You know, he is the patron saint of priests. And this is what St. John Vianney says about priests. If you are here for uh, Holy Thursday, this will be a repeat, but that's all right. It's good stuff. So listen. He said, Without the sacrament of holy orders, we would not have the Lord. Who put him there in the tabernacle? The priest. Who welcomed your soul at the beginning of your life? The priest. Who feeds your soul and prepares it and gives it strength for the journey? The priest. 
who will prepare it to appear before God, bathing it one last time in the blood of Jesus Christ. The priest, always the priest. And if this soul should happen to die as a result of sin, who will raise it up? Who will restore it calm and peace? Again, the priest. After God, the priest is everything. Now, it might seem a little bit uh, over the top there, but St. John Vianney says that only because he understands very well that the priest is important not for himself, but because he has become that instrument of God, that instrument of the good shepherd, so that Jesus can really accompany us throughout our lives. We know that today we need good, holy priests. We need more priests than we have. And so we need to pray hard that we can have vocations to the priesthood and the other uh, important orders in the church too, the diaconate, the religious life, so that uh, we can experience that evangelization, that continued presence of the Good Shepherd walking with us throughout our spiritual lives. So today we honor these two great vocations, our mothers and our priests. We pray for our mothers and for vocations to the priesthood. But we also remember... We also remember that this is what all of us are called to do, to really evangelize, to really walk with one another on the road of faith. And if we do that, not only will our evangelization be more effective, but we will, as our opening prayer today said, we will be able to be that humble flock who is able to finally arrive at that place where the brave shepherd has gone before.